It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me as per usual, I do have Aaron Flottam with me. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm here for the Cincinnati Bengals fan line. Let's yeah. do it. That, that's, we're just about that show at this point. But Aaron, what, you and I what, are not alone the, uh, this week. We are not alone this week. We are also joined what? by Wendy Hansen, the wonderful Wendy Hansen. Oh, Wendy's back. Hi, Wendy. us again. Hey. Guys, it's so good to be here. Wendy's making me happy with the. Uh, she's got the brewer jacket on. There's a brewer flag yeah, behind does. her. The brewer, uh, the street sign back there behind her too. And I am, I am at the point where I'm ready for. I guess I'm ready for the basketball season to continue. I'm in my Bucks sweatshirt, but um, I am very ready for baseball as well. And man, it would be great if that happened. Too bad baseball's not ready for you, John. <laughs> this, this is officially true. Because um, we'll. We'll see if that's going to happen. They're, they're making me sad, Wendy. How are you doing? No, I, you know, I'll, I, I was, I was thinking about baseball even when football was happening. I'm that rare soul. <laughs> uh, so after the Packers lost, I was like, well, you know, at least we have baseball. Oh, never mind. We do yeah. not have baseball to look forward to. <laughs> so it's, it's been uh a little unnerving to say the least just not knowing what's going to happen but i have faith that they'll be able to figure things out at least in uh time to have somewhat of a regular season um but we'll see how things go yeah here's hoping um go ahead Aaron. oh oh before you no no i lost that train of thought anyways continue <laughs> on john perfect so, oh, uh, oh no i know what i was going to ask Wendy. i was like uh so i know you haven't been on our podcast a while how many podcasts do you moonlight on now? Because I feel like I've seen you on more than a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I do um, the Walking Off Pod, which is strictly a Brewers podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Um, and then every once in a while, I'll hop on to um, Game On Wisconsin and talk Packers um, with with the great folks over there. So, okay. yeah, it's it's been great just talking Wisconsin sports with a whole bunch of incredible sports fans. Nice, fabulous, fantastic. Uh, I've never been, I've never been invited to be anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice having friends. <laughs> I did a little book podcast recently. They just interviewed me about my my novel that I put out. Uh, but that's nice. about it. Yeah, it's. I think I've mentioned on the show, I wrote Shadow Tracker, which is a self-published novel. It's just out there, but it's on uh, Barnes & Noble and Amazon. If anybody's looking for a uh, fantasy-styled uh, book, it's got a female lead and all that. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully interesting-sounding characters, I think. Uh, so, But I don't want to spend a lot of time on that because we're here to talk sports. But we get the, uh, the, the other little mechanics out of the way here as we say that you can follow this show on Twitter. It's at Scotty Johnny Pod, and you can also follow me at Not So Humble Host. And I'll let uh, we'll let I guess let's let Wendy go first. You can tell them all where everyone can find you on Twitter. Yeah, you guys can find me at Wendy Luhu one two three. And if you want just gorgeous pictures of the mountains too, uh, Wendy has all of it. She's got all of that <laughs> as well as great baseball takes, great football takes. She's she's all over the place. Wonderful follow. But also then there's Aaron. Uh, uh, she's got such. She's got such a much more clever, much more clever, such a much more clever. Yeah, right. and well, I'm gonna wordsmith that sentence, and I'll come back later. Cool. Um, her her handles better than. I mean, your guys' handles are both better than mine. Mine's kind of obsolete. <laughs> Maybe I'm gonna have to update it one of these days. John, you can find me at Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk. It's a it's a wonderful follow. Um, not a lot of original content, but uh, there are um, a lot of fail videos that get posted <laughs> online, and then just. <laughs> Just random smattering of me just going after Minnesota Vikings fans nowadays this and Bears true. fans. It's really quite sad. I mean, that's where we're at. Jeez. We're like, yeah. yeah I mean, we're the oh. big kid on the playground that just got beat up, but we can still beat them up. So it <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's it is what it is. Yeah. Well, you guys suck more. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and Wendy gives you beautiful pictures of her area with all the mountains <laughs> and everything. And, and Aaron, if you want pictures of Janesville, Aaron's going to get you gorgeous mm-hmm. pictures of. I don't uh, know that that's yeah. a thing. The uh, <laughs> the i thirty nine i ninety construction project that's been ongoing for five six years now. A butt yeah. into many jokes in this area region. Oh, uh, yeah. We are the doormat of Wisconsin, Rock County. You have to go through us to get into the state. So well, uh, like, make sure um, to wipe your feet off your boots down here. Was it like Rochester where they were they were fixing the uh, Highway fifty two area there for roughly a decade and a half? It's it's not a joke. That that was true. Because I drove from Twin Cities to Lacrosse forever. It, yeah, that was the worst. And, and, and if you and if you grew up like we did around, or like I did I around did the Twin up. Cities, basically they uh, they start at the top of four ninety or at the bottom of four ninety four and work uh, clockwise around the six ninety four and just continue making loops around the city and it's uh, perpetually under construction. So there we go. <laughs> All right. But uh, it's not quite like that down here. But yes, if you ever want uh, pictures of glorious Rock County or any of our many, 80% of the historic buildings in Wisconsin are in Janesville, Wisconsin, or in Janesville, Wisconsin, John. Yes. Really? Um, mostly on Court Hill. Yes. Huh. So if you ever, huh. including the Tallman House in Janesville, where uh, Abraham Lincoln stayed once and is home to a two story outhouse. Okay, this sounds like uh, Janesville propaganda. I, I, mean, I haven't been there yet, but I got, I got, I want to see the logistics on that one. Like... All right, jeez. All right, everybody, let's. We'll actually start talking sports here now. So we'll start everything off with the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, we are going to – this is our requiem to a Packers season, so we are going to start with the Packers. Um, I don't know. Final thoughts on this season, just just your gut feelings and how we felt on it. Wendy, start us off here. I think we've had a little head start on it from last week. Yeah, man, I, I had such high hopes for this season, you guys. And I, I probably say this every season, um, but particularly with this season – this team just felt special. Um, they had incredible chemistry. The defense was actually doing the damn thing. Um, special teams was still special teams. We're not really going to be able to change that. Um, but I really felt like this was kind of going to be it. And especially because there were a lot of implications that this might be Rogers last year with us. Um, I just didn't see it ending any other way but with us getting that super bowl ring um so to have it end but to have it end the way that it did soul crushing just it was soul crushing yeah it was a real whimper um and i know i saw you you tweet on there before the kid you like we're going to the super bowl i was like oh Oh, no. <laughs> I don't have that kind of faith anymore where I can be like, this team is going. I felt that way in 96. Where I was like, they're going to win. I felt that mm-hmm. way in the 2010 team. Because um, the, the weird story I had in that is like, basically like I was praying. I was like, just just let us, we got into the, just let us get into the playoffs and then I don't care. Then I don't care. And yeah. they snuck into the playoffs that year. And I was like, that's all I want. And I promised, I promised myself and everybody, you know, that's all I wanted. So they played that first round and I was like, Oh, we won. That's nice. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting worked up because we could lose. It's fine. All I wanted was to make the playoffs until they played the That's Bears it. in the championship game. There's like, nope, we got to beat the Bears. I'm going to be really <laughs> nervous about this one. And they got the Super Bowl, and I was just like, they're going to win. I don't, I'm not even worried. Like, nothing about this game the, concerns the, the, me. In, in, the, in the Rodgers era, the season that was the biggest I don't give a rip after they won a game for me was after they uh, beat Dallas in that game with the uh, toe-tap catch on yeah. the sideline and then uh mason crosby drilled it and then they proceeded to get just um um stowed away nicely in the back corner of the <laughs> nfl history files by atlanta the next week by 40 points is that how i didn't even care like i was like oh whatever we won our super bowl last week we're not even supposed to be here so that's like the one mc championship game that he gets a pass on but uh i don't know if you know about this wendy but i got uh, uh last week was the maddest i've ever been at a game we kind of discussed it a little bit on yeah. the podcast last week i was physically mad like because mm-hmm. I was sold a bill of goods, and that bill of goods didn't come through. Like even the Seattle game in 2014, that was just massive frustration and just being let down as a Badgers fan. And I think later that year was the same year that they lost to Duke in the finals. <laughs> For oh, Badgers lost to Duke in the finals. That was that was the winter of hell. And I think the Brewers didn't the Brewers miss out on the playoffs in 2014 too or 2013. Either way, I don't know. I forget what it is. It was a bad. It was a bad winter. And uh, um, so. 
and now it's and this has been brought up by numerous sources on the Twitter sphere and various other uh, um, social networks. But I mean, how how much more soul crushing it is that the 49ers looked as bad as they were and they got beat by the Rams who looked even worse oh, yeah. and somehow exactly. lost. And now if the Packers, the Packers road to the Lombardi would have been through three teams that they beat in the regular season, the yeah. 49ers, the Rams and the Bengals. And the Bengals. And uh, but all they, they didn't. had to do they was... didn't, they didn't. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not even, I, I can't empathize. No, it's just, it's, it, 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 you jerks you, you did you did this to yourselves like mm-hmm. and rogers and the hero ball and everything else like that and some people are like a week later like oh i know there's some vitriol no i still want let's it, it's fine let's move on i don't care i don't no. care how close we are i don't care what kind of championship window you want to talk about it's it's not in place and it's going to have to get torn apart to some extent this offseason because there's no way you're going to make it that the same team's coming back and, and Devontae's not coming back unless rogers is going to go on some sweetheart and he's not. Tom Brady deal and signed for like $10 million, which he's not because his eagle won't allow him to. And I'm, I'm sure Shailene Woodley has expensive tastes. So let's let's get past that. He's going to want to play for how much he's expected to get paid for. And he will probably ask that they pay other players less. And I, I don't care. Like, it's, it's fine. This is, you know, it's this is try number f- uh, five. And no, mm-hmm. try number six, right? Uh, it's been five, four, four other championship games besides this Super Bowl yeah. year, right? Yeah, I think so. Seattle, yeah. Atlanta. Don't don't put us through all of them. Come on. Anyways, <laughs> no, no, I'm trying to think. Is there, is there one other one? Am I miss? Oh no, sorry. Atlanta, the 15 and one year yeah. where they lost right away to the Giants, where yeah. they sh- were 15 and one. Um, not a title game. But, yeah, but yeah, yeah, not a title game. Uh, this year wasn't a title game either. There's another title game I'm missing in there. Then yeah. Anyhow, um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's hot trash, and um, we can bury the season now. They're saying that Aaron Rodgers stayed a couple days after in Green Bay, and he's going to work things out. I hope that working things out is making his contract more friendly to a team that he they can trade him to. Um, it's probably going to be the Titans, if it is a team. Um, no, I don't. Sorry, 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 Wendy. I don't think you're going to get to see him in Denver because that's the I, y'all. I I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle seeing I, the Rodgers blue and orange jerseys. At the grocery I, store, every I can't, time you go, I couldn't handle it. I can't believe he's going anywhere else. They they've done all of the surrounding things, you know. Like they tried to hire Getzy away to be the offensive coordinator under Hackett over there, who they just hired. Right. So this is the other thing. Packers um, coaching staff is just hemorrhaging everything who isn't Mo Drayton. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> it's like okay. the one guy we want to get rid of is going to be here forever. But uh, Getzy's not- with the Bears. Uh, we did upgrade uh, Stenovich from offensive line to offensive coordinator for the Packers. Uh, Getsy, the quarterback coach, is now off. So he didn't walk away. That, that's the reason why they did that, because otherwise yeah. he was gone, too. Somewhere. He was gone, too. Uh, Getsy, I think they stopped him from interviewing with the Broncos, but he got the job with the Bears. Um, Gross. Yeah. I love the the one story that was out that um, that apparently uh, what's it, the uh, the the owner of the Bears, um, she was talking about like she didn't want to learn new first names. I'm not joking. This is a weird story that came out that there was some some sort of story that she didn't want to learn new first names, so they hired a Ryan and a Matt, and they did. They literally did hire the same first names. I've seen that woman in the stands. It looks like she doesn't like a lot of change. And and this was an actual franchise for the last 35 years. It's weird as I'll get go, but it was an actual story. Um, Jeez, who put that out? This is Greenberg, Matt Lafleur, Matt Matt Eber Eberflus. Answer for the Bears and like, yeah, she didn't want to learn new names. Virginia McCaskey didn't want to learn new names. So she can say Matt and Ryan are football guys. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, I want that to be true. I can't believe it. But it's that is being reported as a thing. But I mean, God God bless. God bless them. I hope they're in charge over there for at least another 30 years until I'm dead. Um, Also, I just forwarded forwarded two of you also Rich Eisen talking uh, landing spots for Rogers and Rich Eisen, one of the few voices that I still him yeah. and dan patrick these days that's about it yeah. um god Schefter, man no. he is he is we don't have time Woo. for Schefter, aaron so we, we don't, don't have time for that anyways but anyways <laughs> i forwarded over to uh not some humble host and wendy lou uh one two three that uh that rich eyes interview so you guys can watch it afterwards and it's a pretty compelling interview and it's um it's basically based on who can afford rogers as opposed to who okay. where you think he's gonna end up instead but yeah, yeah that is just like a lot of the, the staff going uh, and all the that just seems problematic. He's a $46 million cap hit 
for a team that is $40 million over the cap for next year. I don't see how they can rework any of these deals to make this work. They, they're already, I think, talking about the possibility they'd have to restructure Bakhtiari. They haven't started any discussions on it, but that's one thing. Um, Ken Ingalls, who you've talked about a lot, Aaron, he was talking about that as well. Uh, just the ways they can That's do this. Brilliant. But he's basically been saying, like, there's almost, there's basically no way you can get it. The the contract that they reworked to get him in for this season after he just didn't want to show up for training camp is basically a poison pill. Um, his cap hit is so high, they have to trade him basically to get anything from this. Uh, there's a cap hit whether or not they cut him or trade him. Like, there's, there's basically, there's just money out the door. You're probably better off, I think they're better off financially trading him but yeah, no, there's going to be some getting some new picks, which screws up all of my my mock drafts because the Packers are going to have a bunch more picks than what I've got them picking. Um, but yeah, well, and, and and the other thing is like a lot of the logistics that you're talking about about Ken brought this up too. There's Ken's been on fire lately. Like this is the time of year Ken shines too. Like like yeah. here, let's talk about cap. I'm a CPA. Let's get into this thing. He <laughs> uh he he broke uh, he broke that down, and then uh, um, basically he's like so. With all this happening, excuse my voice, <clears throat> had a scratchy throat. Anyways, um, he uh, he said for all this to happen before March eighth, yeah. impossible. He's like, yeah. we can't. There's there's yeah. too many moving parts for you know with this whole thing like sign sign Rogers, sign Devonte, get him off to Denver, blah blah blah, as a two person deal to Denver, blah blah blah. This or that. He's like, first of all, that thing, get it out of your heads. That's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and the other thing, he brought up a fun fact about this about uh, today about uh, King. Is basically if the Packers sign King to a veteran minimum for next year, he'll cost less against the salary cap by almost half as much. But they'd have to get him to set a veteran minimum. But anyhow, so and then also to your point, John. So there is one thing that we did talk about on the show last week, and that was the nepotism within the uh, coaching staff and the inability yeah. to go outside of you know your friend threshold, which that's a big that's a big problem everywhere in the NFL. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what makes Belichick great. He'll take anybody with a heartbeat that he thinks they know what they're doing and he'll put them on the sideline to coach something yeah. and they usually succeed. And then they go somewhere else and they stink. But like, yeah. so with this purge, maybe this will help bring in some new blood. I, I, I don't know. Like they don't need yeah, it on I the don't... offensive side. They need it on defense uh, and on special mm. teams, obviously. Um, yeah. Why is Mo Drain so, still a coach? On this? I don't know. So Wendy, you're the, is there any chance do you harbor any hope in your heart somewhere in the, the deepest recesses of your, yeah, you know your fandom. Do you have any idea feeling that that Rogers is coming back to this team somehow? I almost don't want to say this. Um, I'm ready for him to leave. I, I know, I know. Hot take, no, 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 hot no, take no. express. Um, I I just I, the last yeah. two years really have been not fun. Um, he brings with him, yes, one of the most amazing quarterbacks to ever play the game um his talent is just off the charts but the drama that he also brings with um I don't know I think he's just he's treated the team unfairly he's treated the fans unfairly um he's been kind of selfish and I would like for us to have the opportunity to really just think about football um and how we're <laughs> going to move forward as a team um I know there's been talk about how you know the Packers for so long have been playing for that MVP and not necessarily for the Super Bowl. And I feel like if we bring in someone who, you know, is more of a team guy, um, it might be beneficial to us. So would it be sad? Absolutely. He's been, you know, along with him um, and Favre, like they've been the pinnacle QBs, um, you know, of the Packers since yeah. I was very, very young. Um, so it would be, you know, the closing of one chapter and the beginning of another. Um, but I think it might be good. <laughs> so, so Wendy, with uh, don't let the Lord hit you, or uh, wait, don't let the door hit you where the Lord splits you <laughs> yeah. on the way out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. George I, Bush, that one. Anyhow. <laughs> I, I'm kind of on that same feeling. I mean, that's kind of where I was when Favre left, too. Like, it was kind of done with it, and I was like, let's see what we've got. Um, and, and a lot of people were actually kind of well i think a lot of people were tired with Favre, but a lot of people were actually very unhappy with the idea of starting with rogers because they a lot of people thought he wasn't ready uh, and then we were wrong but I'll, I'll tell you quite honestly too after the the Favre stuff i didn't ever buy a rogers jersey because 
I think the hero worship of Favre turned him into the guy that he was at the end there. And I think that the amount of hero worshiping we did with Rodgers contributed to all of this. We we made him a god that could do no wrong, and then we did wrong. We all kind of went along with it. And then, yeah, we kind of tried blaming everyone else, saying he didn't have talent around him and stuff. And it's just kind of it's just tired at this point. I think I'm, I'm with you on this, Wendy, in that regard. Well, so. and everyone outside of the fan base, too looks at it and goes especially just the teams to all three sides of us are like you don't you don't know like you don't know how good you have it and this that and it's like at a yeah. certain point like it, it's the same record repeating itself and yes we have had two mvp quarterbacks back to back who both turned into terrible divas at the end of their career too that made it all about them and i mean you want to see about making it all about you and how fast a fan base can turn on somebody doing hero ball and stuff look what's happening in kansas city right now that's turning around real quick. Same thing happened up in Seattle here about two years ago when Russ didn't bring a second. It, it's a it's a fickle thing, and we have allowed two. Or as I mean, the Packers have had two quarterbacks that have been very good for a long time, and we deal with egos. We deal with that, and it's it's you know at some point it's like you know what, fine. I'll I'll take a six and six and eleven season for something new because it's it's you know it, it'd be different if Rodgers had four rings under his belt and all this stuff was just. You know, yeah, it's well, like, well, we're, I mean, they were doing the same thing up in New England too, because there was a dry spell there for, you know, the whole Wes Welker years. They didn't win anything with Wes Welker or Randy Moss. And then they want to cut, they want to hold, they won three more right at the end of Tom Brady's run up there. And it was, you can deal with it as long as there's some kind of payoff. But otherwise, you just got the guy with the MBA that's telling everyone at the office how to do things all the time. And it's all about him. But there's no big payoff for anybody else. And it's just a new cast of characters getting rolled over and over and over to, keep this one guy appeased at this point. Yeah. I think just so he can win, just so he can win the Dundee award for the year. (laughs) The Dundee. That's amazing. Um, I guess the other thing was just like it, the, I don't know, just the, the way that the, the Tom Brady actually has changed people thinking he's the greatest. There's no way to look at Tom Brady in a vacuum and say that he is a more talented player than Manning or Rogers or Marino or, but he wins more. And part of that is that he he does have his greatest superpower is the ability to recognize his own weaknesses and be okay with that. When he can't throw the deep ball because he's not good at it, he isn't anymore. He had a couple years there he was doing all right. Um, after the leg injury, he really has not been a particularly good deep ball thrower, but he does so very sparingly. He throws it more now because it's what Arians likes. Um, but, I mean, with the Patriots, they got him a bunch of slot receivers and tight ends and they said, you can't do it. We're going to do this. And he's like, cool, cool. Let's do that. And they said, we're going to run the ball more. He's like, cool, let's, let's do that. And the biggest thing that helped him win is that he really is somebody who understands, the, you know, and he took less money. It, it, those are the things that, that Brady did that made him win more. It wasn't that he got better at any point. Seriously, the first Super Bowl he won, he was averaging 189 yards a game passing. And it's like, he didn't, in his first 10 years, he only had five of those years where he was above a 90 rating. Like, he still doesn't have a career rating over 100. He's at 97. So it's like, yeah, he's a very good quarterback. He's a great quarterback, but pure talent-wise, you know, the Super Bowls don't match his actual talent, but he understood that and was it willing makes you, to do it makes you wonder if makes you wonder if Rodgers would have been better if he would have continued having declining arm strength and not figured it out because he would be <laughs> playing the hero ball of hucking it 55 yards downfield, trying to take half the field at a time and having to take the Tom Brady approach instead. And I don't know, throw it to Lazard at the end of the game who's wide open or EQ who's sprinting across the middle of the field only 20 yards downfield wide open instead yeah. of trying to drive it in to Devontae 45 yards downfield who's got triple coverage and a safety coming down on him because that's where they know you're going to throw the ball because your ego will not let you throw it to anyone else and it really felt to me like he'd bought into this offensive system i'm still mad john i'm still mad from last week i'm sorry i'm gonna have to mute myself now but this is where i was gonna ask wendy like i it really felt like aaron bought into this system because it isn't a deep ball offense particularly it's a scheming guys open play the system you know, work the advantages, work the edges, and what you need to get to. Is there any reason at all why he just went just you know off the edge? I mean, he he just left camp at the end of the, in this game. Any ideas why he just kind of threw it all out there? That's a good question. I I think you know he, he started doing kind of his own thing at the very beginning, like his his actions off the field 
started to mimic the ones on it. Um, and I think he just built this superiority complex where, you know, he felt that if people weren't, particularly people within the Packers organization, weren't going to listen to what he wanted, then he was going to do his own thing. Um, and I think, you know, he thought that his own thing would work. I don't think that, you know, he just did it to lose a football game or to, you know, no. to spite people. I thought, or I think he probably thought he could do it his way um, and that it would work in his favor. Um, but as we saw, it definitely yeah. did not. I think an early Super Bowl was maybe the worst thing that happened to his career, quite honestly. Yeah. Like, he's a guy who's got a chip on his shoulder from his whole life. And then suddenly he was an MVP on a 15 and one team and had a Super Bowl under his belt. And what is he needs he... to stop playing at Lambeau field in the playoffs. He needs to squeak in as a wild card only because the Sean Jackson got a punt to return against the giants and you shouldn't have made the playoffs anyways. And then you run into the super because anytime, I mean, think about it, every time they have home field through the, the, the playoffs run through Lambeau, which means it's going to die in the division round or maybe the NFC championship game. And some loser team with some quarterback who just stepped in is going to make it to the Super Bowl. Lambeau, Lambeau, Lambeau. Oh, Chris Collinsworth. Blah. You know, I, I, it's, mm. <laughs> I'm going right, to get a blah for Chris Collinsworth. That's good. All right. Let's stick a pin in this season. What are we? What are our thoughts? I mean, we're going to look forward as to like what is this roster going to look like next year? I mean, like there, there's a lot of big name people on this team who are still under contract. This, I mean, most of them are still coming back, except Devondre Campbell, who we finally had a great linebacker, and now we can't afford him again. Bye. Yeah, Wendy, if you're picking on this team, I think we all think Rogers is gone. That's not going to be enough salary cap to get us under. Uh, I think at this point we could get under the salary cap and have something like 38 players and be essentially at the cap. Who else on this team is going to have to restructure or go at this point if you're you're looking at this team? I hate to say it because I would rather keep this particular person than <laughs> Rogers, hands down, but I don't think Adams is staying. I think... Mm -hmm. You know, he put out that he was asking thirty million, um, and yeah. the Packers just do not have that no. to be able to give him. And he deserves that. He deserves, you know, to get paid because he's a phenomenal player. Uh, but I think he's but he's going to be really Wendy, I'm not going to cut you off, but no team has thirty million dollars for a wide receiver. Continue. Not per year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was he was great. He was. I respect that he asked. For, I mean, I don't think, you know, it's a chance like a lot of teams are going to, you know, say no to that. But at least he asked. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, maybe like a hope and a prayer and a wish um, we'll be able to keep him. Um, I well, actually, I can't take credit for this. Uh, my boy Mike was talking about uh, potential trades with Rogers and he threw out Matt Ryan. If we got him for cheap and then use the rest of the money to restructure and keep some of the guys that we have, um, which I don't hate. I don't hate that. I think that's kind of – I think he would do well um, with our offense. Um, he, I felt sorry for him playing in Atlanta. Um, so I'm at, I don't know. But, I mean, it is exciting to, to kind of think about. Um, also terrifying. <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was trying to look at where our cap goes from here. We've got a lot of people coming off in the next couple of years because I think you know, Amos and the Smiths both come off next year after next season. But oh, I mean, okay. uh, so it goes from and, and the cap is going to kind of go up big after this because because of COVID and the amount of money, the salary cap suddenly dropped. So that that killed a lot of numbers there. So it's mm -hmm. 185 million now. It's going to go up to projection is to 209 almost mm -hmm. 210 and then 225 the year after is the projection um at 225 the packers are 118 under because the number of people coming off um but yeah i think i think there's a chance that darius is just not coming back um i don't let's see what i don't remember his dead cap space number is here. he's he, he's not coming back and honest i mean honestly like there's there's a wild thing thrown out there, you know, it, like, cause that's what we're going to do here is we're going to speculate just like, uh, Wendy just brought up at Atlanta and that, that made me wait, what? 
Um, cause I'm not, I'm not, I'm not in the, uh, I'm not in the market for like, we, we drafted a kid. Let's let him, uh, at least try for a year. And if it blows up, it blows up. Um, but, uh, uh, another friend, another friend of mine was mentioning, like, I wonder if we could trade back Diari. Cause that no. seems like that giant contract, you know, especially with the frustration that was lent, uh, put out there by Matt LaFleur about like, Oh, I, I didn't realize it was going to take longer than it was going to to get him back. You could tell there was a little bit of frustration in his voice, and that's never a good thing when an offensive lineman isn't coming back on schedule from a, a, a knee repairer. Um, they're big guys, and they have to move fast with a lot of weight. So I love Bakhtiari as much as the next guy, but um, that contract's going to come back to get us. Um, well, that's why the, he's the, the one big contract that we have that I don't mind keeping as Kenny Clark because yeah. Kenny Clark's yeah. a force. Yeah. Um, who's John, who's the, who's the fifth biggest one? Who's the fifth biggest cap hit? Well, that's Kenny Clark at 20.9, basically. Okay. Adrian Amos right after that? that. So, yeah, it's Rodgers. Um, if you cut him, well, if you cut him, you can save $19 million on the cap, but there's $26 million in dead money. Zedarius mm-hmm. would be twelve point about 12.4 in dead money and $15 million in savings. Um, Bakhtiari actually if you cut him it would cost you more than it would to play him this year uh, I wasn't he, suggesting cutting Bakhtiari no I know but... yeah trading but I don't I don't like that idea either Preston Smith could be seven and a quarter dead money with uh, almost a twelve and a half million uh, cap uh, savings Clark is fifth Amos is sixth and then Billy Turner seventh Billy Turner's got the one more year left. Uh, you can save three million by cutting him, but you'll have five million in dead money. You're paying five million. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a ton of dead yeah. money because they've got a year left with that bonus left there. Right. After that, then you got Aaron Jones, which again he costs more than it would take. I mean, I think he's a guy who might get traded because we've still got Kylan Hill coming back. He's coming back off of injury, obviously, which is bad. Right. Uh, there's not a lot of guys in this draft that I particularly love at running back. Um, uh, Jones is Jones is still good. I I don't have any problem with him still being on the team either. But it's he's no. he didn't show it in the last game of the year. But he's he's still he's, got it. There's no Showtime is still Showtime, man. He's still got it. He's nine but, million against the cap. He was what was he like fourteen hundred? This is what Ken, this is what Ken this is what Ken Engels has been uh, talking about for almost two years now. And there's like there's almost no way around it. Like there's going to have to be some hard cuts. And some dead space. And as much as the Packers want to talk about it's not going to be a rebuild, when you're carrying this much cap that you can't get rid of to the point that we don't even know how we're going to sign our draft picks for next year, then you're you're in trouble. That's what I'm saying. If you can get someone, I mean, you you can't project what you're going to get in the draft. I mean, we're going to have to rework some people's contracts. Um, There's only a couple running backs that are, kind of worth looking at um forget the kid from michigan uh rashad white from uh arizona state's another one that's kind of interesting but a lot of them aren't that that great and don't match what we do um the 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 edge rushers actually are pretty decent in this draft there's a couple guys i really like and i think some guys we can get the third who are going to be interesting enough to project to being a good rotational guy if the smith brothers are there i mean like it's it's a good possibility they get traded or cut because I'd rather have the draft capital and the money to sign people. And I think we're more likely to get someone like um, Cameron Thomas out of San Diego state or. Well, and what like makes, that. what makes it easier with the Smith brothers too, is that Rashawn Gary is playing Reggie ball down the stretch, right? Actually living up to his draft. He mm-hmm. Gary was, Gary was the man. Yeah. I mean, as much as he threw him, we talked about on the podcast last week, he voluntarily threw himself under the bus for the loss. And it's like, that's the one guy on the team who didn't <laughs> have to, he could have went, hey, I gave it all. Whatever. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. I'll be in Cancun. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's kind of what I think is, like, you're looking at where do you save and how do you replace him because you're trying to get what you can to still maintain some sort of semblance of, of something there. Um, yeah. Cameron Thomas is going to be a guy I'm going to talk about in this podcast because I've, I've fallen in love with him as a late first-round pick. He looks like a small J.J. Watt, kind of. He's got long mm-hmm. arms. He moves very quickly. He's got good hands. I watch his tape. Also, um, Mama out of uh, Wyoming. If you haven't watched him play, the middle linebacker, that dude can fly, and he's two forty, six two two forty, and he can move. Um, 
great coverage and great tackling, like really solid tackler. Um, I like him a lot. Um, he will be in the senior bowl this week. So if you're trying to look for things to do, I think this coming up this week, they put out all their height, weight measurements. There's some dude who's like six, eight, three eighty, uh, seven fa lele. Um, that dude is huge. Go watch just to see that human being, uh, that human being shouldn't be able to live based on just pure science. Right. Uh, like, did you just tell people to go watch a golden gopher, John? No. Oh no, yeah, that guy's dude. Falele, but he's amazing, right? Gopher. Yeah, they get a whole oh, team. Huge. There's going to be a lot of guys from that Gopher line who are getting picked. They had a team full of seniors. That offensive right. line was full of seniors, and some of them are really good. And the, you should go right. watch Falele because that dude is enormous. He's John, John, well, who's the first guy you're talking about? He was like JJ Watt, but smaller, coming out of college uh, and fast with good hands. <laughs> like the guy the Packers could have gotten named TJ Watt. And then when got uh, oh yeah sorry not to bring Cameron, up more burn marks but here we are Cameron Thomas San Diego State <laughs> he's fun to watch there's a couple guys out there too that are interesting Josh my oldest and I have been watching just film he just picks names he's been running on the uh, draft thing I put up my first mock draft on my Twitter this last week Josh has been running mocks three and four a day so yeah just looking forward to guys who are going to be interesting late round. I don't know if you've done a lot, Wendy, in terms of looking at your projections for draft at all, if you've done it. I don't know if you're like me where I do it immediately once we get there, but I don't know if you had anybody who kind of loved. Immediately. Yeah, I, just... <laughs> I, I don't. I, I'm kind of a late bloomer when it comes okay. to I, 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 I peek at, I'm like a voyeur. I peek at what other <laughs> people are doing, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go check them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Senior Bowl is a fun one to at least get a, get a look at to try to see like who are the people there. There's going to be some interesting names there this year too, so it's it's always kind of worth watching. It's uh, the fifth, so it's uh, February fifth this year. Um, <laughs> presented by Reese's, so they'll just be hungry the entire time. Cool. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> um, it's more about. I mean, if you're actually scouting, it's more about being there and watching the. Um, the actual just drills so you can see one-on-one. So there's going to be a ton of things. If you follow like draft Twitter, like I do, you'll see a bunch of, I mean, my Twitter is just going to be stacked with videos from camp this week. Uh, just nice. individual tackles versus defensive ends. It's, it's Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So that's what we're hoping for next is just trying to find what we can do with this team. And uh, we'll talk more draft stuff later, but at least there's a couple, a look at some of the people, That'd be interesting that I'm excited about first off, but I'll have more names as we get closer to, and we'll have you on again. If we get closer to the draft here, maybe we can sneak uh, Andy Herman back onto the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's gone big time on us, but uh, I know he really has. He likes, he still comes on every now and then so we can get him if we can. Um, yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to the basketball. Now there's not a ton to go over here. The bucks did let us down this week though. Um, it's been a rough. The, the Cavs, like getting the big win against the Bulls was great. We talked about that last mm-hmm. week. Uh, and and basically just nobody could shoot. And I don't know how we got to, like, I mean, nobody got to 100 in that game. Just, it was kind of a gross watching game. And then they came out and beat Sacramento. And we talked about that last week. But this week, you know, they get the Cavaliers who, I mean, they're better than the Lakers right now. <laughs> I think, like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, are they in sec- they're a game back of Chicago. And uh, well, that, that yeah. that's the, remember we talked about that last week. The hot rumor that uh, LeBron is going to go racing back to Cleveland now. <laughs> I love the idea. Like, what? Why not? I do too. <laughs> whatever. Why not? Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like they got something going. They basically shouldn't because what they're they're doing great without him. They don't need him, and it's not like they're walking through a weak East. I mean, the Bucks are are, are a stacked great team. And I mean, yeah, they've had a lot of the, the you know the COVID times, and they've missed, they've had some injuries and such too. But you know, they've been hanging around doing doing all right, and and they're still a good team. And you know, Philadelphia's fallen apart, and they still got Chicago playing really well with this young team. And Caruso's the weakest human being on the face of God's earth if he's falling over from what what happened with Grayson Allen. But um, yeah, this week I definitely watched. Uh, I definitely watched Giannis get hit several times way harder than oh Grayson Allen hit Caruso. Yes. He got smacked right across yeah. the face a couple times by, by elbows and hard, like full body swings. Um, mm-hmm. No, that then uh, Nerland's Noel hit was egregious at best. Right. 
probably criminal at worst, but it, yeah, took them down a couple times on some of these. Um, then the, the Bucks did get a win against the Knicks. The Knicks have to go down as one of the most disappointing teams in this league right now, right? I mean, yeah, they just, they, they, Thibodeau is normally that guy who's going to get you that, you know, regular season wins and then fall apart in the playoffs. They have been bad. They've just been bad. Um, so that win's not as impressive as it looked early in the season. Um, but yeah, the Nuggets come in and they they uh, beat the Bucks here just this last game, and they they really just blew the Bucks out the whole way through. I don't know if you the have Nuggets any insights have on really your, your been team. on the winning streak lately. They were good last year. I'm kind of surprised they didn't get through. I mean, they just the Suns got so hot at the end there, um, but the Nuggets were looking really good last year. And I kind of thought they were going to get in. Uh, but, yeah, that Suns team just kind of really came together at the right time. Yeah. that I mean, it's a bad loss. They get beat badly, but it's it's not the worst thing. That's a, that's a team that's going to beat you every now and then. Uh, they'll get to play the Wizards, who are down in that uh, play-in game scenario right now. So oh. the, Aaron forgot that was a thing, I think, a couple weeks ago where, like, they're still doing that. I did. I did. For, yeah, no, I did forget that was a thing. I was like, no, John, you're getting that confused with March Madness. And he's like, oh, no, they're doing that in the NBA. And I was like, oh, well, I'll be. Because, I mean, I mean, the Bucks were the number one seed last week, last year. I wasn't even con- even really concerned about, you know, anything below that. And Well, like, yes. right now the Lakers get in the playoffs because they're the nine and they would play the Clippers – as the eight seed, no, shoot, yeah, no, that's right, because it's eight, nine, and then seven, ten, and then they move on, right? I forget how they do it. It's all weird how they bringing yeah. down the playoffs. Sure, to I just admitted to not knowing what the heck goes on with the NBA playoffs anymore, except for you know one team it's wins dumb. at the end. It's dumb. They yeah. shouldn't even be in. Like yeah. the the nine and tenth ranked team in a division. You're like you're saying that there are only ten teams that don't deserve to be in the playoffs in the entire league. It's two thirds yeah. of the league. It's just too much <laughs> at that point. And right now, that's the whole. Well, it's like the, old, the the NHL used to be like that. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Well, there weren't as many teams at the time, I think. But, yeah, it seemed like, you know, everyone's getting in somehow. But there's they don't let in 20 teams in the NHL anymore. It's like there are 16 teams. It's basically half. But this is two-thirds of a league. Like It's yeah. the exact opposite of baseball. <laughs> the exact opposite of baseball where they don't let anybody in. They don't want anybody no. in. <laughs> <laughs> they will fight you on that. It's like no in baseball. They just want the LA. They want the LA and the Boston and New York teams in, and uh, we'll call it at that. So, yeah. All right, and right. No, I just saw a tear fall out of Wendy's eye when I said that. <laughs> right. That's one hundred percent true. I'm crying. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And... You can't cry if you're laughing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, again, we're not. We're not worried. Some people are even asking now. I've seen it in a couple places. Like, when do you start to worry about the Bucks? I'm like, well, it's Washington, and then you got to go play. Well, then you got a little stretch here, West Coast. They're going to hit Portland, LA, LA, Phoenix. They should. They should probably win three out of those four, though. Um, in Washington at home, they ought to win that one. That'll be on TNT this uh, Tuesday. But I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not worried yet. They're still in, in the top half. They're not really worried about falling even to that seven or eight spot, and I'm. Yeah, I don't know. Wendy, are you concerned about the regular season Bucks at this point? I I think now that they have Drew Holiday back, I think that was a huge missing piece and a big reason why they were losing against teams that they should have been winning against. Um, so I think, you know, having him back, it's going to allow Giannis to do his thing um, a little bit better. Um, I think they really shouldn't be afraid to rest their guys um and focus on the postseason a little bit more um just you know so that they're not getting hurt they're not wearing themselves out you know going 150 miles an hour um i don't i'm not worried i think you know they they thrive um in this like you know second half of the season um so i i I think they're gonna do well and of course the big question which aaron and i debated the other week well it didn't debate we were just on one side but should, should Boogie Cousins still be a buck? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yes, because I love saying his name. <laughs> yeah. And is Brooke Lopez ever yeah. going to play again? Like, what is... Are we going to see him again this year? Is that, either one of you, if you have an idea on that. this 
I don't know if we're seeing him. He he just had back surgery again. Like I don't know if we're seeing him again this year. I, I I will have to bring that up with friend of the show Pete tomorrow and oh. uh, see see what his thoughts are on that one. But he I he seemed that. to not be too sad about him dispatched. So uh, he seems like there's he thinks the Bucks have bigger plans at hand. So all right, yeah, all right, whatever those are, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, uh, this week we did see uh, some big games. Well. Badgers got to play the, this last week here, and they, they took care of Minnesota in what was a much closer game than it probably should have been. Um, Johnny Davis had had a little trouble early on. Uh, he had only like 10 points through the first half of the second half. You know, by, by the time there was 10 minutes left in the game, he was still at 10 points. The thing that makes him great is he found another way to be valuable. He ended the game with, was it 16 boards by the end? 16 boards, yeah. yeah that was just crazy. Um, his last two minutes of the game is, is why he's still great, because he scored the last six points of the game. It was 60-60. to 60. Johnny Davis goes down, uh, gets a bucket, and contested shot. On the next play, he gets the rebound on the offensive rebound, for, continues a play on a bad miss three, continues that, uh, makes that play work. He gets the defensive steal, or he's involved in the steal, where he gets fouled, missed the first end of the, the free throw, makes a second, and then you know ends up just finishing the game for him. Uh, he scores the last six points in a game where he was having trouble scoring. Um, his defense was still great. He played phenomenally in this game through that point, even when he couldn't shoot that well, because he was missing a lot that he normally drains. Um the, the whole team couldn't shoot threes for most of the game. Davis Davison is the only one who was hitting anything for basically the entire game. Um, yeah, the, the Gopher team's got some some swunk. They played good defense. They had good energy. But, yeah, they don't finish. Uh, Johnny Davis was the finisher out there and put it away. Uh, Badgers remain number 11 right now. They'll get number 18 Illinois coming up here on Wednesday. So that'll be an interesting game, too. But nothing matches the the kind of stretch that Marquette's been going through. They play another ranked team this last week. I mean, they beat Seton Hall. They had a seven-game win streak. That Providence game, and I know Aaron watched the full thing too. And mm-hmm. I, I had, I was just, gonna, I was, I was just going to say, since January first, they played Creighton, who's not ranked, then Providence, then Mark, uh, then Georgetown, DePaul, Seton Hall, who was ranked prior to this yep. run, I think. Yep. Because they played Seton Hall and beat them twice. Villanova. Xavier, Seton Hall, and then the Providence game. Uh, that was a that was a noon tip, I think, or eleven thirty tip, one of the two. It was before the championship games in the NFL, yep. and uh, uh, it was uh, it was an exciting game to start the day. Like we had uh, we had guests over, and uh, we were. I got. We were sorry. Sorry, I just heard yeah. Say I, I got the YouTube TV. So what I did is I had Badgers on the big screen while my son is doing mock drafts with me. And of then I, I pulled up my phone, and I can watch Marquette on my phone. I had both games. It was like March Madness in January. Double time um, in it. Yeah, I, like I, I don't know what you would call it in January. There's no alliteration for Jays, unfortunately. <laughs> um, January, John enjoys it. I don't know. <laughs> but I had both J- games J- on January, it. January Jamboree with Not, John. Yes. All right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but we got, I was, what I do. I was watching both of them at the same time, and it was great. But it was a real fantastic game to watch. They were they were in there. They were. They really had a chance right at the end. I mean, they had the ball down by two in Justin Lewis's hands, and he gets fouled and only made one of two free throws, and that, that kind of sealed it there. Um, went down made it a... Well, they missed one out of two on theirs too, so it was a two-point game again, and they just couldn't get anything to go there, and, and they end up. Losing well, Marquette was Marquette, uh, and I was talking to the friend of the show, Pete, about this one. Like their size was real obvious in this game; they were getting killed on the boards, like not not just on uh, on their boards, but on the offensive boards of uh, Providence um, down the stretch. There were so many times that. Uh, Providence missed a three, missed any kind of shot whatsoever. And Marquette, if they would, if Marquette would have rebounded fifty percent of the balls, fifty percent more of the balls that Providence ended up getting on offensive rebounds, they would have won handily, yeah. going away. Because, it, it, but yeah, I mean, Providence was just killing it on the offensive boards. It was yeah. hard to watch, actually. They're so not it shouldn't have been as close as it was. 
it's kind of one of the weaker parts of that team. They don't have a ton of height. I mean, they lost Garcia and Theo John uh, during the offseason for Transfer Portal, and that was really the height on that team. They're down in just dealing with you know Prosper at like 6'9". Uh, they're, they're giving up a lot of height to a lot of teams. So, And, and that's what friend of the show Pete was saying, too, is that which one of those two ended up down at UNC? He's a non-ranked team now, and he's playing <laughs> almost no minutes. But if he would have stayed at Marquette, he'd probably be getting monster minutes right now because he'd just need a big man down underneath. So, Yeah, they both got badly misused last year, too, by uh, Wojciechowski. So it was just – yeah, it just – something i think they just got tired of the program or something there but and they didn't want to start over right. but they're starting over so it's not much yeah, they are and yeah, maybe you should just maybe you should just stuck around for shaka shaka's a good coach and that team's going to be good uh especially as these guys get older too uh i think he's going to show something they're going to be a ranked team this year and it's going to help his recruiting as he goes through the rest of the season but right. man they are going to play villanova again uh and that last game was great it was great marquette got out big and then had to Kind of hang on, but I think they got a chance at this one again. Uh, they just suffered a loss, and they remember what that feels like. So I, this could be a good game. Right. It's going to be fun to watch on Wednesday. Badgers and Marquette both playing Wednesday. Uh, eight for the Badgers, nine o'clock for Marquette. Both both of them are ranked teams playing ranked teams. You know, they're 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 big matchups. Marquette still twenty fourth. That's that's fine. I mean, that loss should not have knocked them out of the top twenty five. They have been so good. Uh, and consistent ever since the about the after the first six games or so, uh, they've been really really good. And so yeah, but uh, other than that, I think that that's all we have for all of the major sports. We're going to kind of wrap everything else up in the segment of the show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. So for last call, we're gonna just touch on a couple of things here first off we do want to say uh the men's hockey team continues to have massive struggles they played number fourth ranked michigan that's a tough draw in any case but they, they just got beat up badly this week um they had i'm just trying to find i've got a lot of screens open here so you forgive me in a second right um they they lose five to one and six to two those are not good those are those are bad games uh, they'll have number nine Ohio State coming in. No, I'm sorry. They're going to Columbus to play number nine Ohio State uh, Friday and Saturday. So again, I just I don't have a lot of hope for this Wisconsin Badger men's hockey team for this year. They got a couple sophomores who are playing all right, and a couple. Well, they're freshmen. playing for draft position, John. <laughs> You're draft right. Position. Uh, they're not right. the worst team in the Big Ten though, but still, just. They got to got to build it back up and get 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 a couple people in there to try to get things back to where they were. Um, a lot of guys didn't want to sit behind Cole Caulfield and and Holloway and all that last year, and they, you know they got to they got to take a year to build back up here. Not a lot of teams can do things like put together back to back great seasons. So you know, I mean, especially when you lose your top three scorers. Uh, Wisconsin women they get a tie against St. Cloud State, a one one tie. And then the next night, Saturday, they came out. They beat them four to nothing. So the it's nice to see the the women get out there and and again get a nice win. Uh, they do drop, however, from third place to fourth uh, in the rankings. So that's yeah. And I think they're making up one of their uh, St. Thomas games uh, right now. They just beat them three to one. I think they're making that up from an earlier COVID miss from St. Thomas. And then they do have Minnesota Duluth coming up Friday and Saturday in a home game, uh, which is number five versus number four. So that, that should be also a very good series coming up uh, between Wisconsin and UMD. In terms of uh, the other sports, we got uh, UW Wrestling. They had a gigantic win this week. I don't know if you got to see some of this. I was I was tweeting it with with Aaron, and we were talking. You're, you're telling you're telling me about it. Yeah, we we had guests this weekend, <laughs> and there's only so much sports I could get in. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, Michael North got a major decision over Aiden Medora, which is, neither one of them is ranked. Uh, so that was that was the only loss Wisconsin had though at 149. Uh, other than that, they get um, they get pins by Barnett and uh, and. I'm trying to see again. There was another one in here. Yeah, uh, Dean Hamidi. They get pins from both of them at uh, 125 and 165. 
Um, everyone else's decision or major decision. So massive win is 39 to four. That is a massive win for uh, Wisconsin wrestling who remains top 10. They, they played, you know, they played against, um, the uh, Maryland who is not a ranked team. Uh, they got a couple ma- like open tournaments coming up. The Loris open in Dubuque and the Don Parker open at the university of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. Uh, their next duel will be in Iowa city at Carver Hawkeye arena on uh, Friday or probably Saturday, the fifth. So it's February 5th. It's Saturday. Uh, I, I got caught in alliteration again, but yeah, no, it's this Saturday <laughs> and that's going to be incredible. Um, the Hawkeyes just had a home match against Penn State, and that was an incredible match to watch. One versus two. The Hawkeyes have an incredible atmosphere there. They literally have, oh. like, flames shooting out as they announce the matches from the four corners of the mat. Not, like, in tight, but the far edge of the mat, way off by the team benches. Yeah. Um, holy cow, is that amazing. It's such a great atmosphere, it's- and the Badgers aren't going to win that. They aren't. We, we went. We went there in high school. It's been a long time since so I've been to Carver, but Carver is that's 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 a that's a place to go watch a wrestling match. Yeah, and uh, in terms of, I mean, the, the yeah. Hawk, Hawk, Hawkeye's history and everything else that goes in with it, like it's a big deal. Wrestling is a big deal in Iowa. Like it, oh, Carver Arena is unbelievable. Yeah. it's it's it's. I mean, there's it's it's one of the it's one of the places. I mean, when you talk about like football stadiums or basketball, you know, places to go to watch a game. If you're gonna go watch a match, you're gonna go watch it at Carver Arena in Iowa. That's it's 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 second to none. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of, we've got some some men's hockey here for Division Three. Looking at like NCHA, uh, we had well, it looks like none of those games actually happened this week. So, um, still have number five Saint Norbert hanging around in there and. They'll be playing the Milwaukee School of Engineering this week coming up, so that's not going to be that interesting of a matchup. Um, not seeing a lot of the other scores this week, but still Stevens Point hanging around in that top 15 area and St. Norbert in a top 10 team right now. So those are the two teams to really keep an eye on. The um, just tell you, the uh, Blue Golds of Eau Claire have just kind of fallen off after where they had uh, high hopes at the beginning of this season. Uh, see Wisconsin Stevens Point still ranked number eleven right now. They'll have matchups against Stout this coming week. Superior will play River Falls. Northland will play Eau Claire. Uh, in terms of a couple other things we wanted to mention uh, in other D three sports, uh, UW women's basketball. Well, not UW women's, but women's basketball WIAC. Uh, we have a couple teams that are ranked right now. UW Whitewater is ranked number eight in the country. They're eighteen and two overall. Uh, UW Eau Claire is ranked twentieth. They're fifteen and five overall right now. And those are the two teams that lead the division uh, or the conference. Pardon me, the WIAC. There are actually three ranked men's basketball teams right now out of the WIAC. Two of them are easy to predict because it's, you know, UW Platteville, one of the winningest teams in, in history of, of men's basketball is where Bo Ryan used to coach. Um, they're 18 and one. They're ranked number two right now. UW zero. I mean, UW Oshkosh. Uh, they're, they're ranked number four. They're 15 and three overall. But the one that gets me, the one that surprises me and sits right in my heart is UW lacrosse. The Eagles are 16 and three are ranked number eight overall in men's basketball. And How about that, John? I know that they were terrible for forever. Like no joke, that was just among the worst basketball teams ever. They they used to get beat up just all the time. Um, Wendy and I talked about before we started the show, and she was picking on me because she went to Stout, and they used to be terrible, but they always beat us. So I was like, yeah, that that sounds about right. Truth uh, in Division Three wrestling. There are five WIAC schools ranked right now in men's wrestling. Uh, UW Lacrosse ranked seventh. They dropped from four. UW Oshkosh rises from 13, now ranked number 10. Uh, UW Eau Claire goes from 20th up to 19 right now, ranked 19th in the country. Whitewater is ranked 21st. Previously, they were 25th. And point drops from 21 all the way down to 23. So five Wisconsin D3 schools ranked in the top 25 uh it's it's a great time for just all wisconsin wrestling 
Uh, they've had a lot of great things on, on Coach Bono from the uh, the uh, the UW wrestling program. They think they're doing a big spotlight on him on uh, Big Ten Network, so keep your eye out for that. They've they've really got a good thing going there. They've got a a real good feel for that team, and I'm I'm excited to watch how it grows. Uh, anything else you want to add, Aaron, before we wrap up? No, fantastic roundup, John. Nice job. <laughs> we try. All no, right. I was serious. That was that was a really good roundup. You did you did a great <laughs> job on that. All right. We want to thank again Wendy for being with us this week. Um, we love having her mostly to talk uh, Brewers because she definitely just owns us on all of the the uh, baseball talk. And uh, either way, though, it's it's wonderful to have her talking any sport because she's fantastic and a great guest. And remember to go on Twitter now and follow her at Wendy Lou Who Three. Wendy with an I, and L O O H O O, and the number three. Uh, you can also follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. But of course, remember, whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always. On Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.